Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Weightlift and Die podcast. Uh, I am your host, uh, Nick Jones, and as always, I'm with uh, the two boys, the two dies, uh, Jordan and Mike. Uh, boys, uh, how's your week been? How's it going? Yeah, I've had quite a good week. I've had probably five good training sessions in a row, which is a whole week of training. Nice. And it's quite miraculous, really, given what a European's in two weeks. In two weeks now? And it's two weeks now. Man, oof, four, five. Not MBU. Yeah, I know. It's quite stressful, really. Isn't it is stressful. Yeah. Well, my uh, week's been good. I train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, th- uh, Thursday, and then uh, we Friday, went, to went to a gig. We went to a gig in London. Um, and got completely white girl wasted and watched <laughs> parcels, which was fantastic. We, very good. Mm-hmm. I think we also coined a new drink: uh, oh, yeah. white wine spritzers, but with Percy Pig lemonade. Oh. Honest to God, right? If Change you your are life. near a Marks and Spencer's, go now. Like, stop what you're doing. I know it's Monday morning it's Monday when this morning. comes out. <laughs> Just stop everything. <laughs> go to go to Marks's, buy the shittest bottle of white wine you can, and pair it with a beautiful bottle of Percy Pig's fizzy fucking lemonade, right? And just put the two together. We discovered it on the train to London, and honestly, a revelation. It's beautiful. People were turning their heads. The the, the, the person who was working on the train stopped us and wrote the recipe down himself. <laughs> Honest to God, people have no idea how good this thing tastes. And it will transform your fucking life, your dinner parties, yeah. all of your... Basically, your perception of alcohol from here on in is going to be completely different, all right? And, um, right. Yeah, we've done that. And, um, so, yeah, we had a really good weekend. I've got my... i got a meeting with the hand surgeon tomorrow. Yeah. When Why this that, comes Joel? up. Can you tell the, the people? Uh, yeah, so we haven't actually spoken about your hand, have we? On no, the, on the um, kept it under wraps of you. Well, just I haven't really wanted to speak about it because it's a bit of a weird injury, isn't it? Basically, yeah. I Let's have. Let's not speak about it then. Right, okay, I hurt my hand and I'm probably going to get cut open. And that's that. His his finger came out when he did a clean. Yeah. Not a euphemism. If it literally, I they suspect that it dislocated through one of my cleans. And as we all know, my front rack is impeccable, but <laughs> against all odds, my fingers came out. And this <laughs> happened um, two weeks before the Commonwealth Games. So, and it's been a complete mess since. And basically then, we were, cause we were both pretty beaten up, weren't we? And we were given the option to get MRIs after the competition, but we both went well missing. Now off to the pub. <laughs> uh, we were gonna, yeah. but we were just too drunk. Or too hungover. Yeah. Let me just, we really regret that. because We should have got MRIs. And now it's taken this long to get to where we are now. But Like Jordan, you're still broke, mate. Yeah. Just about recovered now. Mm. Just in time for Albania again. Yeah, Yeah, nice. Once again, hurt for myself, probably quite badly. You should retire, boys. That's what I've done. It's great. You you haven't retired. I have retired. Because you have, you didn't have a career in weightlifting. You can't retire. I, I, no, I had a you stopped your hobby. I had a spell. You stopped, stopped your hobby. hobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I retired from my hobby. Mm. <laughs> right then, <laughs> on to the uh, first topic then of the day. Um, weightlifting attire. This one is um, one that you've brought up before, um, but yeah. we've spoken about. Is this in a sense of what what to wear or what not to wear? Um, it's probably what not to wear, to be honest. Have we spoken about competition attire or are we speaking about training attire? Speak about what you want, boys. It's your podcast. I, I feel like we've already spoken about competition. Was that on the bo- the podcast? That was the one that we can't. We publish can't air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we 
We recorded a lot of content last <laughs> week. We said this the other week, but yeah. <laughs> we, we can't re- no. can't broadcast it, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, speak about it then. So, number one, I think we made an Instagram post about this as well, so stay up to date, uh, is the headbands. Like, mate, come on. Uh, you're a gimp. It, like, headbands do not give you a personality. I competed against someone yes, uh, last week at Crazy Strength who uh, had, uh, a had a headband on. How did they go on? I beat them, so uh, no. Yeah, weird, weird flex. Yeah, weird flex, but I but know. a flex nonetheless. A flex nonetheless. <laughs> and uh, but, you, but he took it off halfway it. through, so maybe you know what he took it off halfway through. Yeah, he through. had it in the warm up room. Um, maybe he discovered on Explore yeah. the weightlifting die post. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look, what you got to understand, right? Life. <laughs> I'm talking about the functionality of a headband. Is there to absorb sweat? Okay. Now, Mike, am I a sweaty man? Jordan's incredibly sweaty. Yeah. When I train, I I drip. I don't just drip in attire. I drip in perspiring. <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite disgusting. If I train on his platform, my f- foot will probably likely slip <laughs> on the wooden platform because of the amount of sweat that this man produces. Mm. I now, roll the bar back from his sweat patch. Yeah. So if anyone could justify wearing a, a garment to absorb said sweat... It would be a big garment because your head's quite big. Yeah. All right. Okay. Turban. Well, that's low-hanging fruit. It wouldn't... A <laughs> turban. It would be a turban. It would be a turban. <laughs> Uh, you see the big ring around Jupiter? It'd be something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would be me, right? I would need to wear one. But out of principle, I don't because... You're not a gimp? They're pathetic. Yeah. Mm. And like, like you said earlier, it doesn't give you personality. This external thing they've got on your Swede doesn't mean that like you're now this cool person that's like out there and everyone's going to think, bloody hell, that's Rambo. You yeah. ain't Rambo, mate. Ben Hickling, we do love you, mate, but... You, you ain't Rambo. You ain't Rambo, bruv. Now, snatch 200 kilos, I might call you Ram. Wh- wear whatever you want. Like, but, like, come on. Like, I, it's just, it, it's, I think headwear in general in competitions, there's a, unless it's for a religious purpose or something like that, you or, know. Or a medical reason. Yeah. A lot of dandruff. <laughs> yeah. Ch- ch- cap on your head. You know, but. Um, a beanie. I prefer a beanie to a cap. What about you? I wouldn't wear a beanie in a competition either, to be honest with you. More sweat. That'd be ridiculous. uh, The point is, just don't fucking put anything on your head when you're competing, for fuck's sake. Just let your fucking hair flow. Or just stop trying to be something different. Just let your fucking lifting do the talking. And if you can't lift properly and you've got to put a fucking headband on to make people recognise you, go and try another fucking sport like CrossFit. Yeah, you're right. Just morning, right. Jordan. You okay, mate? <laughs> that's damn right. That's, a, that's, no, an that's excellent a, point. Yeah, right. Anyway, the, the next, the next, <laughs> the next bit of competition clothing, right, that I am not for, <laughs> is long sleeve like long sleeve oh, like. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I am with you. It's horrendous. Like num- number one, I think, is it awful, awful, awful fashion statements. Um, and then number two, like the lack of functionality. Your it's going to reduce your range of motion wearing some sort of long sleeve lycra. Uh, yeah, we are, uh, we are specifically talking about uh, arms. Because I know a lot of people now are wearing leggings. I don't care I've about that. that. The leggings, no, is it spe- leggings are cool. Is it because of the... Because um, the they're trying to hide something. Well, that's the main very point. Good. I've yeah. got eczema. And that's if I've got to hide anything, it's the uh, it's the uh, the sensitive part of my skin, which is, tends to be the arms. I still will not wear long sleeve lycra. I will let. I would rather expose myself with my eczema. 
Oh, right, okay. W with my expert yes, being yes, the, yes, the yes, operative yes. part of that yeah. sentence. Um, now, the reason why people wear long sleeve lycra typically is because they have what I believe is the technical term noodle arms. Yeah. Uh, noodle arms, and if you're not familiar with that term, uh, gammy elbows. Yeah. Spunk elbows. Yeah. Um, jelly, jelly arms. The point is. Shalbos. Shalbos. If you've got Carl Bruce, <laughs> Carl Bruce press out. <laughs> Carl Bruce press out, right? Mm. If you've got that level of press out, then fuck putting a pair of fucking, uh, putting a long sleeve lighter on. Go and do some overhead farmer's carries and fucking all that bollocks until you've got a substantial, sufficient lockout and then come back with bare arms because it's just not worth it. I, I just think, you also, you, you go in, if, if you've started, if you've done your snatches with no long sleeve lycra, mm -hmm. and then you've gone to cleaning jerks, you've clearly got questionable elbows, and you've put on your long sleeve lycra. It's, it's obvious it, to the, the is judges. Yeah, is it putting a target on your back for the judges? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would. I would yeah. think, oh, God. Like, I, I remember judge. Chris done it. Uh, Chris used to do it, right? I don't know if he's done it at the games, but, I mean, he won a gold, so whatever. I don't like, think he did, you know. I think he sorted it no, out. No, he didn't. But... Chris is, Chris is, you can see Chris has done so much work on his press, his, his lockout, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Chris used to put a long sleeve um, bit of lycra on. Obviously, like, he wasn't fooling anyone. This was to fucking hide his noodle arms. And he would then pass out after cleans and stuff. <laughs> You've got lycra on. Work. This is there to make you warmer. It's also, um, like, because the reason it was brought in was for religious purposes, wasn't it? Like, isn't it maybe a little bit sly that people are jumping on that just to try and get an, a little bit more of an advantage? Jumping on the religious wagon to hide their noodle arms. Yeah, right. Not cool, man. That's not, not, not cool. cool. That's, that's, not, cool. that's not the weightlifting DIY. No, it's not. And the third thing is wearing an international singlet at non-international events. Can't say I've ever done that. No. Well, <laughs> but there are people out there that there will put on... An international singlet, having like borrowed one off someone else, mm. and and go to a competition and lift in that. Now, if if you've ever had the privilege of lifting for Wales, England, Scotland, Ireland, um, or it's GB, it's quite the achievement and the, the sense of pride and fulfilment that you do feel when you put that on. It, it means a huge amount, and you're all. I'm not gonna say you're taking it away from anyone when you do that, but I don't know. It it doesn't doesn't really sit right with us. I just think who you flex in, like who? Why do you feel the need to turn up to a Welsh competition, which is a, a club event or something, like you're there to represent yourself or your club. Um, you turn up to that comp wearing international colours, and it's like you just want people to know that you've done well fucking internationally. It's like mm. savour it. Yeah, only put it on when you represent. Where the point is, wear the colours you're representing. Yeah, and at any given event, and. Let your lifting do the speaking. If you've got to prove to everyone that you've lifted for GB or lifted for Wales, like to a, in a club event, then you're, you're clearly not lifting enough. Oh, it's just boring. Just, just lift some more on it. Like, like, I don't know. Just be chill out. Wear your club colours, wear your friends' colours, wear a baggy T-shirt. Yeah, the ar the, there's going to be an argument to this. Like, I only have an international Right? A fucking Adidas singlet. That can't be true, though. People do say that. They say, I haven't got another one. I wee bear said it to me once. And I was like, it's fucking 20 quid to buy. Buy one of A single ply fucking whatever the fuck. Like, just a standard. I'm going to have to edit this podcast. So much because of your swearing. Like, literally, you don't have to wear. Like, 
it doesn't have to be a posh singlet. Or I'm sure if you have lifted for Great Britain, right, write to someone and they'll send you a singlet. I don't bloody know. Someone would probably do you, that. You mm. should have uh, just a plain black base layer singlet in your inventory. Well, like, I mean, Moose bought one at the comp last week. Like, and he didn't have one. He just bought one from... Yeah, I'll give coach. you one. If you're like, a size extra medium, I'll give you one. And if you're a size... 3XL. <laughs> he'll give you one. <laughs> there we are. And, and, that, that's, and that's our... That's pretty much our take on comp attire. Is, is it is it more that you feel like people are flexing for no reason, or is it the fact that it's about representation? Like when you go to an international comp, you represent your country. When you go to a local comp, you represent your club. Which one is it? I think more it's on for? principle, really. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like it's both. Don't know about you. It is both. Like I, d- whenever someone wears an international vest when they're competing, I do think like yeah, you are just. You're flexing. You want people to know. You want to put your head above the parapet and say, I'm this person. Now, you know what? Um, I'll admit, um, as a child, um, I wore a Welsh singlet to a few events. But again, I was about 15 or 16 at the time. Mm, and okay. I, I, like the reason you spoke about, wanted to flex on some people. Um, but that was in my youth, my insolence. Now I'm old and wise and grey. Mm, you are yeah. grey. Very grey. I, I think it's just... And more, like... I think the representation thing reigns true with me more than the flexing thing because it's like you want there to be that huge element of significance when you put on the vest and to do it all the time. Some yeah. would argue that it gets you used to it, which is good because they might capitulate on bigger events and stuff. But I would say, you know, I mean, we and I've come from other backgrounds, other sporting backgrounds where it's just not the done mm-hmm. thing. Like in rugby, if you ever represented Wales or... Um, and you went to your club to train and you wore Welsh training kit or whatever, that's just... Yeah, I I remember seeing that. I remember some boys would get picked for, like, um, Wales under-16s or whatever, and they'd come back and wear the Welsh kit and just get ripped straight away. Yeah, and and that I like that culture. Mm. That should be a culture which is everywhere, really. Needs to be adopted by the Welsh, uh, the, the British weightlifting community, so that's why we're here to hold court, and we will be holding... A kangaroo court <laughs> on the next episode. <laughs> I think you made a good point with the um, you almost don't feel the benefit of wearing the uh, international singlet when you go to international events because you're lessening that effect. Mm. It's like wearing a coat. Like stop. Remember, like your nan, your nan would say to you, "You won't feel the benefit of the coat if you wear it in, in the house." And that's more than true. It's the same with international singlets. Did your nan ever say that to you? Uh, no. Me really? neither. No. Really? You never heard that before. Your nan is so fit, by the way. Next Anywho, <laughs> right, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, the stuff i got to deal with. <laughs> right, so moving on to the next uh, part of this podcast. I actually have... Like, I've come in as host, but I have no idea where this part, part of the pod's going to go because we have had people send in anonymous questions, so we don't know who they are. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, and I don't know what they've asked because Jordan has access to it and no one else. So <laughs> that's <laughs> deeply concerning. Like I'm sure that I'm sure you'll vet some of the questions and the ones that are inappropriate. You uh, <laughs> you're not looking at me with it. I am so not confident about this. Okay. Okay. Take it away. So Jordan. this is my, essentially this is my part of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first question is: Sex before a competition? Yes or no? That's a good question. Is that an author? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's anonymous, but I'll take my chances. (laughs) I I am assuming they mean for individual performance. 
is what I'm assuming. Right, like, okay. I think it's a common misconception that you can't uh, do that before a competition. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't believe in it, really. And I've, I've looked into it, the research before, as I'm sure we all have. Um, nope, nope. I'm not, no, I haven't. <laughs> I've looked into this. I'm a man of science. Um, it's, it's something like, it doesn't make a difference unless it's, you've done it for three months. I'm like, you ain't got to do that for three months here, surely. Nick has. <laughs> he's doing, he's doing That's not well. our choice, though, is it? Right. <laughs> My take on it is, right? So, I've, Thanks, boys. <laughs> so when you, uh, as a fella anyway, when you climax... <laughs> I don't know if we can say you don't just keep no, no, it friendly. Just keep no, no. it friendly. Media you don't please. actually, re- you don't relieve yourself of any testosterone. Um, your testosterone levels do not deplete because of an orgasm. You basically, it produces endorphins that make you want to sleep. Yeah, you feel right? lethargic and tired. You feel lethargic and tired, like you want to just go to bed and have a cuddle, like and all that sort <laughs> of stuff. You what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just speaking there. Anyway. You know, so it's actually not, it's not the act of climax. What I would say about sex before competition is... It's tight hips. Tight hips. And to what extent are you giving it some? And you can't give it everything before comp. So what's the point in doing it? I still think there's a point in doing it for your own sort of mental state. But I would say... Give it a um, day, don't, don't stress. I would give it two or three days and just keep your hips square. Um, or do you some recovery afterwards? Do some hip openers. Um, do a primer. Actually, I would do. I would oh, do a bit prime. of a bit of prehab beforehand. You want a hammy to go. Um, and yeah, next question. I think we've been. It comes. It comes from the old boxing world, I believe. Mm. It's, it's, it's and I, it's I, very I, fashion, it, I it does yeah. give you an edge, probably. Yeah, and it's, mm. an, it's an added thing in in your control in your preparation. Probably more in d- down to the individual if no. they think it will. Um, no edge. I'm willing to. Uh, Right, anyway, I, th- the ind- I think it's that individual preference. If they think it's um, going to hamper, or if they're probably better focused, yeah, if you've got better focus after. by doing that, if you Crack think on. you've got a sense of achievement by achieving that and you're controlling more controllables, mm-hmm. then great, crack on with it. Boring. Next question. <laughs> Who's hitting 200 kilos clean and jerk first, Murray or Stefano? I'm going to say me. Right. Okay. Uh, b- back to this. Uh, um, back to the question. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say Stefano, because I think Stefa- uh, Realistically, mm. I think Murray will get to like 190 and stuff, and that'd be fucking ridiculous. But Stefano's gonna fill in, fill out 96 presumably, mm. and then he's gonna start. What it. if and Chris goes up there? Chris wants to go Yeah, I hear. I heard Chris wants to go down. Do you want him to go? I'm going uh, up. Go, oh, he's going down, you said? Yeah, Chris is going Aren't down. Oh, okay. Supposedly. I don't know if he will. Would you like to be in the same category as him? Yeah. I'd, I'd love that. I'd, I'd love to take his lunch money. That'd be... All right, Mike. It's never going to happen. <laughs> um, the next question is... I'm not, I'm not going to all that one. Um, <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad you're vetting this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is growth. Um, what would be your heaviest total after 10 points? Oh, Great question. Um, right, 10 points. I'm just trying to think of the state I'm normally in after 10 points. It's not, not a very good one, Mike. Not, not a good one. Um, as the podcast showed last week. Oh, yeah. Um, I reckon I could snatch like 70 kilos. I could probably clean jerk. I don't know. I, don't, I think I'd just be sick, though. Mm. If, if oh, I, that'd be horrible. I wasn't going to project the equivalent vomit. to snatching on a skateboard, I think. No. That's how you would feel. 
done now, mate. We're, no we're professionals. I'd, so. have to pa- <laughs> I'd have to power snatch. Yeah, power snatch is a lot safer. Yeah. I can power snatch seven if you was drunk. Ten points in. Right then. Mm. Clean jerk. Oh, I just think I miss every jerk. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have the balance or the coordination. I barely do that sober. So, what are you, Jaws? I like, like a power snatch, 110. And clean and jerk, 150. Really? Y- you've seen me on 10 points. Like, I'm, I'm still very coherent. You're, yeah. you're a very small man. How many, I am um, a small man. For context, when we, when we picked you up um, in Cardiff, how many points you on average? It's probably about 12 to 15. Okay, so we... Hmm. If you think so, I'd Fuck like to you. see it. <laughs> Jordan, you were sideways when we went Fuck to pick you, you up. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, next question. Thoughts on Craig Ritchie? I, uh, I, I just think he's a bit weird. Yeah. I haven't. I only met him once, and he just seemed very odd. But I think that's because Chris was with him, and Chris might have done that to people. He does do that to people, doesn't he? Mm. I actually went up to him. I went. Up, I went up to Chris to speak to him, and Craig was with him, and um. I said, hey, Chris, as you do. And then he said, um, hi, mate. Um, he said, this is Craig. Um, so I shook Craig's hand. And he said, um, I'm Chris Murray's training partner. And I said, I'm so sorry to hear about that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just deadpan. Just, just didn't get it. it. But I, I mean, like, to be fair, I can't really pass an opinion because um, uh, I don't know him. I, but I wonder why people want to know your... Like, it, I hear this question quite often. Yeah. What do you think of Craig? I, I, don't, I, I, I haven't consumed any of his content. I don't know what he's like as a person. Like, I hear he's a crossfitter. Um, yeah. And back when I used to train in a crossfit gym, people used to wear, like, his T-shirts. And I didn't really understand, like... The Hustle one, is it? No. Is that the brand? It was T- Team Richie or something. Okay, yeah. Um, I, actually know I, did, I don't know. I didn't really get it. I was like, why are you wearing someone else's name on your T-shirt? However, when we release T-shirts, we'd love you to do that. But I just thought it was a bit weird, like this random geese I didn't know, and he wasn't massively athletic. And Do you know where I think the resistance comes with Craig Ritchie? I think weightlifters hate when CrossFitters come into weightlifting and do well. Yeah. Because uh, they, yeah, they don't like CrossFit. Yeah, and I, I've had that myself. I came into the sport from CrossFit. I wore a CrossFit top in a weightlifting competition, and no one spoke to me apart from my first weightlifting coach came that day. Mm. Which he was my coach at the time, but the one person that did speak to me, I ended up getting coached by him. Yeah, and I, I you know, I know that everyone in the room on that British champs wanted Stefano <laughs> to beat Craig, and unfortunately, our um, our feelings of enthusiasm were misplaced because Stefano's logic when he competed at that comp was fucking outrageous. <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> he. Like he, all he had to do, I think it was like a one sixty two, mm-hmm. clean yeah. and jerk or something. He to took to one sixty two in the back room. He took it in the back room and made it right, and then he went out for one seventy because I wanted a three hundred in it, bro. <laughs> right, and no, I respect, I respect that. that. I, 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 I come on, that. he missed it. Chance, he missed right? it then and came, he came second or whatever. It's like fuck's sake. I mean, like, bit of a funny. That's audio. what makes him so great. But it's also like I think a lot of people wanted because I think it hurts. It hurts. Weightlifters, when someone comes in and then wins a British after six months, because it's like, oh fuck, you know. Oh, they haven't gone through the graft that how hard weightlifting training is. But no, like, like you got to respect the effort. I've seen weightlifters do that. Like, uh, we've we've known people who've come in, had quite a lot of success fairly quickly, and albeit they probably they've left after. But that that's just a 
the genetics thing, I guess. Well, it's yeah. like, and it's, it can happen to you know, sport. well, do yeah. something, do something about it to make the na- the eighty nines a more competitive weight class, yeah. Because like, one day I'll get that it. shouldn't shouldn't happen. No, I mean, I'm not. I try not to. I'll try not to have much opinions on this, as I want to direct the questions towards you. But I mean, my advice would be just stop focusing on what. Like, who cares what someone else's opinion of Craig Ritchie is? Just focus on your work. But at the end of the day, who cares what Nick Jones thinks? Hey, so nice, well done, very well done. Um, and, and that and is all for the fifth episode of the <laughs> What You Lived and Die podcast. And this one's a, this is a interesting one. I'll give, I'll say that one. Very, I got a lot of work to do editing wise. There's a lot of stuff. It's about time you've done some work, Mister Thirty Three Percent.